Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Sally Gleason, and I would like to introduce Aisha Mo, running for Alder from District 19. Aisha, as we begin, please tell our viewers a bit about how your educational, vocational, and civic experience has prepared you for the position and why you decided to run for Alder. Thank you so much, Sally. Um, my name is Aisha Mo, and I am running for city council in District 19. And why am I running? So I'm running because right now we're in the middle of a pandemic and people are losing their jobs, losing their businesses, and they're losing their loved ones. Not I experienced this firsthand when in August, my father died unexpectedly due to a heart attack. And in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of our grief, my family lost our health insurance. Mm -hmm. And looking at my mom and my younger siblings and seeing just how vulnerable we were in that moment, I realized that the safety net that promises to be there for our community, for our community members, it has these gaping holes in them and people fall through. So I'm running because of those vulnerabilities. I'm running in order to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm running in order to end homelessness in the city of Madison, to build an economy that actually works for our working class and to protect the environment. A little bit about me and what I've done before stepping up to the plate to run in for city council. Um, I, I currently teach mathematics to high schoolers. I know everyone's favorite subject. <laughs> um, I also, before that, worked as a community organizer in the 2018 election, the one that got Tammy Baldwin elected and got Scott Walker the heck out of there. I was a community organizer to get that done for the Democratic Party of Wisconsin on the south side of Milwaukee. Um, after that, I actually ran for state senate in District 26 here in Madison, and now I'm here running for city council. What issue or issues have you identified as being of primary concern to the residents of your district? And how would you approach tackling them? The issues that are of primary concern to the residents of District 19, um, when I've been on the phone with them and asked, um, has generally speaking, speaking been, how is it that policing and public safety is getting managed? in our city in a way that is racially equitable and fair to every member of our community. And additionally, how are we responding to the COVID-19 pandemic? In regards to that first one, I take the stand of supporting community control over policing. I know that our policing force has been asked to do a lot, like in our nation, we've asked our police force to do a lot and are not always the best suited to respond to every issue. And, this, and recognizing that we need to support other types of resources that really help people with the real issues that they go through, whether that be issues of domestic violence or a mental health breakdown or an unexpected heart attack. People who are trained in detaining people aren't always the best ones to show up in those instances. Secondly, in responding to the COVID-19 pandemic, we have all experienced the impact that that has had. We're over Zoom right now because of that exact reason. And 
because of that, our community members are nervous and they're vulnerable and we're looking for certainty in this uncertain time. There will be an advisory referendum on the ballot in April about a number of modifications to the Common Council, including changing the number of members, making it full-time, and changing the term of office. Which of the ideas that being advanced do you embrace? Why or why not? I embrace uh, the idea of increasing the term. I recognize that a, a two-year term doesn't really allow for enough time to get all of the plans that an individual is out to get set up for a community actually set up and in motion. I think that reducing the number of people that represent us on the city council falls victim to a trap that we're not actually then having every part of our community represented. You have less of an ability to get representation for historically marginalized groups when we limit the number of people at the table. Moreover, in regards to turning it from a part-time to a full-time position, I understand that this role asks a lot of the people that get up there. And it's difficult to manage all of the responsibilities and the responses to community members when they have issues that they care about, as well as a full-time job. So by making this um, position a full-time job, you're addressing that issue. And without restrictions to ensure that you're limiting, um, <laughs> you're limiting campaign financing, uh, a secondary repercussion of increasing the amount that people get paid is that then the campaigning for those seats gets more expensive and it actually becomes less accessible to people of color or young people like myself <laughs> who are doing this because, you know, we really have an issue that we care about and we care about our community. It becomes even less attainable for us to be able to put up a real campaign when you're going from $10,000 to run a campaign to $60,000 in order to match that increased income. Homelessness, evictions, and lack of affordable housing are vexing problems for Madison that seem to have been exacerbated in the time of COVID-19. What ideas would you advance or support to help solve these problems? Homelessness in the city of Madison is honestly a policy choice. We know rationally that there are enough houses to house people. And it's very hard to ask people to stay home during a pandemic when there's no home for them to stay in. I stand for a city where housing is guaranteed for every member of our city. Additionally, in order to run a program like that, one policy that I would put forward is taxing, increasing taxes on property that currently doesn't have tenants in it. So property that stands empty when landlords haven't put tenants in it, increasing taxes on those properties to the point that encourages landlords to actually put people in their homes. Moreover, taking that increased funding that we now have available because of the taxing to actually buy up 
properties and have a public land trust so that Madison, the city, can house people and really be able to provide the houses to get everyone home, everyone a home. With the selection of a new police chief and the creation of a community oversight board, there's a lot of attention focused on policing and criminal justice, both from the perspective of racial equity in law enforcement and the concern of many citizens that, in fact, crime, especially car thefts and home burglaries, is increasing and that police response is inadequate. How would you deal with these concerns? So first off, I think that the Civilian Oversight Board is an incredible move in creating community uh, uh, community control over policing. To be able to have power put back into the hands of our community and not feel like there is not a working space between law enforcement and our community members. I think that it is the job of everyone to be able to ensure that we have a safe community. And I take the stand that we reimagine public safety. I think it, I think usually we think of public safety as this reactionary thing. A crime happens and then you have a police force to react to the to a crime happening or an incident happening. And it can end up being very reactionary. So in regards to issues, whether that be car thefts, which have been rising, or home burglaries, we need to sort of figure out how is it that we can prevent them from happening in the first place, and what programs and resources are underfunded right now, which would make it such that those would not even happen in the first place. So things like making sure that we have adequate funding for uh, programs that engage young people so that they aren't left bored or disinterested or out to create um, things that end up creating problems for other people in our community. It's really supporting our community members to be engaged in our community first. Madison businesses of all kinds have been severely stressed during the past year. What, if anything, would you propose to support business revitalization? I personally think that supporting small businesses is an incredible, like, uh, uh, position that any community member can take, but especially those in elected office, being the first ones to champion our small businesses. My mom actually owns a small business here in District 19. She is a, she owns a uh, psychiatric clinic, um, which is all woman run. So she's like my role model and a powerhouse. And to answer the question in regards to the impacts of COVID-19 and how um, the city council can best help our small businesses, I think that we need to take a look at how we can provide relief as a city to small businesses. And secondly, um, look at how can we create moratoriums on rent or on utilities to get rid of sort of these expenses that would make it even harder to make sure that people stay employed. What measures should Madison take to increase our city's environmental sustainability? Oh, man. I 
think that the city of Madison can really take a look at our public transit system and make it more accessible and available to all of the districts in Madison so that we are eliminating and minimizing our carbon footprint. I know that in <laughs> District 19 in particular, we have uh, less busing routes or busing options, which make it harder for our community members to actually take the bus instead of just using a car. Um, furthermore, I think that the city can put up restrictions and bans on wasteful and harmful chemicals which are poisoning our waterways, such as uh, PFAS and other types of chemicals that just stick around forever. On what committees would you like to serve and why? I would personally love to be doing things that truly impact that first issue I mentioned about ending homelessness, whether that be on uh, how we're developing our city or how we're actually creating affordable housing. I think you need to take every approach, like every approach to development in Madison and be there to say things such as a housing guarantee for everyone and all of those spaces, that needs to be something that is said and spoken into existence. Aisha, what would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Um, thank you for watching. Um, I am somebody who considers myself an advocate for people. I believe that we all have an extraordinary opportunity to create a bold and compassionate future that starts right now. And that's why I'm running to start that bold and compassionate future. Um, if you wanna find out more about me or what I'm up to, um, you can find out more at my website, which is AishaForMadison.com. And that's spelled A-I-S-H-A-F-O-R Madison.com. And you can also click on the donate button because through donations and contributions and volunteer work is how we get this message across to people in the community and let them know that the election is April 6th. I want to thank Aisha Mo for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.